This episode of Practically Healthy by Dr. Molina is sponsored by Eglin's Best. Doesn't your family deserve the best? Now you can enjoy the best eggs in so many delicious ways. Eglin's Best classic, cage-free, and organic eggs offer a more delicious, farm-fresh taste your family will love. Plus, compared to ordinary eggs, they're the only eggs that contain superior nutrition, like six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, and more than double the omega-3s and B12. Only Eglin's best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. Visit eglinsbest.com to learn more. I'm Dr. Melina Jampolis. Welcome to my podcast, Practically Healthy with Dr. Melina, where each week I have an amazing guest expert, and we talk all about their area of expertise and help translate that into what you should do, will do, and can do. And today, my guest is a very, very good friend of mine and also rock star, because it seems like all my friends are rock stars, right? But Jennifer Cohen, I don't even know how to put you in a box. I don't even know how to describe you. Uh, so let's just start from the beginning. Yeah, right? you don't even have to describe I me. don't even have to. Yeah, so uh, tell uh, us about who are you? Who is Jennifer Cohen? Oh, my gosh. Is this 60 Minutes? I feel yeah, like this I know, is such yeah. a like, serious like documentary. Tell us about your childhood. Um, no, just yeah, I know. I know you're joking. Uh, by the way, thank you for having me, and I think you've done such a beautiful job. I'm so impressed. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't do things halfway, yeah, so I appreciate sure. you noticing. That's for sure. So that's number one. So... What do you want? How do you want me to start? Give my well, background. I mean, yeah, I know tell me a little bit. I, I'm the context which I, I actually met you. I can tell the audience. So I met you. We were doing an episode of Dr. Drew together. Yes. And you were brought in as the fitness expert. Right. We were working with a, a no, really. No, I wasn't actually. Oh. I was brought on as the body image uh, expert. I wasn't brought on as a fitness expert. Oh. I was, I was not. They didn't have a fitness expert. on. Uh, they were like using me kind of as someone for her body image that because we had this woman who or this young girl who was morbidly obese right she was 15 years old and weighed over 400 pounds right wow yeah and her mom had um her parents were immigrants and they had not been able to afford milk when she was young and they had put pepsi in her baby bottle that's which, right so and uh, yes i you as you know i become very close with her yes. and uh spent a lot of time 100%. in the family home yeah to the but point, you don't do anything half-assed no Marina i do not was like we had like a schedule where we had to like go uh at a, a finite amount of hours to spend with her and of course melina went above and beyond and she lived very very far and you really kind of took you were so kind and gracious and, and nice with this girl do you ever speak to her I have not in, in a couple of years, but we did keep in touch on social media for a while. We fell apart during uh, COVID, as with everything. Most relationships, I think, were yeah. kind of hard to maintain. But, okay, so we met on that show, but you you kind of came into yourself in L.A. in the fitness realm. Actually, Would that be, yeah, no, again, you know, I love how you start I don't even know you. I'm, going, like, I'm just going to go backwards. I'm a dear, dear friend, and you have no idea of nothing. I know your husband and your children. You've I been know, in my I home. Know. You love it's my husband's smoked I do. salmon. I do. I love your husband. You smoke. only come over because you love his smoked it's salmon. True. I know. I, I use you to get to your husband. That's 100% true. Uh, no, I think my, my, my background, to be honest, and to be fair to you, is kind of convoluted and, and confusing to a lot of people, unless they're on the journey or path with me, right? My background actually was not fitness at all. I come from the sports world and the marketing world. 
Um, I was working for the Raptors. I then I left the Raptors, and they held a job for me to go back to school. I went to get my MBA. And while that was happening, I ended up getting poached, and I went to work for a record label. And so my my whole journey to fitness was very kind of different than most. So I, I was working for BMG in Canada. I got a job to come to L.A. Uh, for a different record label for Sony, um, which uh, for a particular label, it was called Immortal Records at the time. They had like super heavy, heavy rock and hardcore stuff like Slipknot. I'm no, I have no idea what you're talking I about. But I okay, but I know did. fitness. You got into um, training. But I'll tell you what, yeah, so I'm giving you a background. So basically, from that, I was doing. I came here for that, and I just really didn't really like. I wasn't really like. I, I just kind of wasn't in love with how the music world was kind of going. The trajectory was kind of going really on, online, and and I decided to like quit my job. And because I was Canadian, I really had to kind of figure out quickly how to make money because if you're not. Being, if you're not attached to a company that you're sponsored with, you're not allowed legally to work here, right? So I became a trainer in the interim. I went to get my personal like certification, um, just as, as like a, like a, as an interim job until I figure out my next move. But as I was doing that, it like dawned on me that, hey, you know what? I have all these relationships with the music world. Why not create my own position and opportunity? So I went back to the record label that I was actually like running marketing for and said, listen, hire me as a label trainer where I can where I can train different talent, artists, pop artists as they're getting ready for a tour or for a music video. And they were thought I was nuts. But I, I was very like I knew how the money was spent and, and how they kind of allotted everything. And the guy was like, you know what? Fine, let's give it a shot. And from that, it went obviously it went well. And one label turned into two labels that turned into like seven labels. And within like a very short period of time, I was like really working with tons of different record labels as like the label trainer, getting all these people ready for tours. And I had to start hiring a lot of trainers underneath me because I'm only one person. And that's how I really kind of like started in the fitness space. It was kind of by accident. I followed something that was a hobby of mine. I was really, really passionate about doing like fitness. I was like working out with something I really always held really close to me because it helped me in so many other areas of my life um, that I used that and I really created an opportunity for myself by like kind of like figuring out all the resources I had and then like the rest is history. Then I had book deals and different uh, And you did a couple of TV deals. shows. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, so, I mean, and yeah. that's, that I mean that brings us to more to present day, but let's let's go with the past. So, yeah, which absolutely. you did a couple of TV shows, you did you wrote books. I think one of the the things that I I love from a fitness standpoint about your yeah. brand is two things that you are really tenants of what you do. First of all, the idea of no gym required. <laughs> I think you know my podcast is called Practically Healthy. I think that is what one of the most practical things that you can do for people to empower them on a, so what, what gave you that idea? What, what was that from? So that actually was the name of my first book. And by the way, just even though we're years later, those are still my philosophies. Those are still the tenets of my life. So just because I'm not, you know, out there speaking about it daily now, it's still, I believe the best way towards like healthy, healthy living. But my first company, I called it No Gym Required. My book was called No Gym Required. And the whole 
premise behind it was to give people easy and simple solutions where they can integrate health or fitness into their lives without using a gym because you want to like eliminate that barrier, right? A lot of times people, the, the hardest part, the start is in the stop, right? People will make excuses all the time. Oh, I can't work out or I can't be fit because I can't go to the gym or I don't have this apparatus or that. And my entire business and philosophy was you don't need any of these fancy things. The truth is your own body weight is the most effective thing you can do. And you can be just as fit, just as, as, as healthy by like you spending no money and just using the resources like around your house or you. And so I trained a ton of my people who are like massive, you know, well-known stars using virtually no equipment. So if they can do it, you can do it. People, right. the problem is in now in times, people are always looking even back then, for the quick, easy fix, the magic pill, right? And the magic piece of equipment that's going to have them as thin thighs overnight. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And people don't want to know, and it's not sexy or hot to be like, you know what? Back to basics, like do a squat, do a push-up, do a lunge. Like, yeah, it doesn't sound so hot, but honestly, like that's what works. And the people who look the best I hate to say, are doing those basics to this day, right? Yeah, I'm curious. Did you see it? Because during COVID, I mean, gyms were yeah, shut down. You exactly. must have seen like a big uptick. We should have like really worked hard oh. to bring this back to the forefront because that was the essence of everything. Well, there was a huge surge. So when COVID was happening, I'm sure everyone on, you know, on social media were like now doing their own workout classes, YouTube, like every class, you know, there's so many you know, programs and exercise classes you can try. And all the apps and all the different things, like it was huge because I think people recognize and realize, you know what, like going to the gym is a waste of my time a lot of times. Not to say the gym is bad. I I actually like going to to the gym for the social element, the interactivity, the community. But in terms of results, you get this, you can get the same results at home without using a squat rack, right? Um, And I think a lot of people notice that. And in fact, you eliminate that, that time, right? Because to get to the gym, to get back from the gym. In those that travel time, you can do yeah. a whole workout. Yeah, for me as a busy mom, it's been a game changer because I did make that transition during COVID. Right. And it has made me much more consistent with my workouts because I do them at home and there's no excuse. I mean, I could exactly. make a lot of excuses, but if I, the time, the trans to the gym, that, that takes a lot. So travel time I and love, the expense. Yeah, I love, I love the no gym required and what I love Probably even more is your second tenant, which is strong, not sexy. No, or, that's not sexy. Wait, no, no what? Is, oh my god! Oh, I got okay. time. Try it again. Try it again. Strong, let's not see. skinny. Strong, not skinny. Nope. Skinny, not sexy. What, what is it? In. It's one of my favorite things. I live by it, and I don't even know how to say it. So go exactly. ahead. What is it? Um, it's called strong is the new skinny. I was close. Come on, I was close. You're close. You had the strong in there a few times. And the skinny. The sexy kind of, I don't know where that kind of comes from. Well, you know, I look at you and I think you're sexy. So, I mean, if you know, I mean, let's get that clip. Yeah. No, no, no. Sexy, sexy. We had the TikTok. (laughs) Woo, woo, woo. Um, Sorry. No, exactly. So, basically, yeah, that was my second book. And it was, again, a philosophy that I live by, I stand by, and I believe. And the whole concept behind the whole strong is a new skinny is giving people goals that they can actually attain. Not everybody could be skinny, skinny, but everybody could be strong. Yeah. So if you have a goal that's actually attainable and achievable, it keeps you on that path and motivates you to keep on moving. And that to me 
is the most important thing, right? And I also think like times are changing, right? right. Like I I think it is sexier when people are strong. And I think that there's you don't have to be a waif, a size zero to like be that way. And I think the messaging and like I'm glad that like as time has gone on, you know, what's considered to be hot or sexy has kind of changed. Right. But I, I believe that, you know, when you're strong physically, it get, makes you strong mentally. And that they work hand in hand with each other, right? And I think it's very empowering for women. And yeah. I think women have historically uh, stayed away from muscle. And I mean, I can't, uh, you know, how many times have you heard, oh, I don't want to bulk up, yes. I'm going to gain weight in the gym. And even with young girls, like being strong is not something that's, that's idolized. But I, and I think that should be. And I mean, yeah. I, you know, I've had athletes on this show that, I mean, you know, they're, they could kick my butt and I love it. But I, I I think I love that message and I, I think that I think you're right I think uh, it does really translate into how you then go out into the world when you're stronger physically I think you you really do walk into a room with more confidence and and you know and you've accomplished something even if you haven't reached the number on the scale per se which is you're right it's unattainable for a lot of people but anybody can get stronger wherever you are right you can be stronger and I love that because it's 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 actionable and it's practical and it's practical and it's achievable right even me today doing something today and then doing it again tomorrow and doing it for a few days i'll be stronger doing that that you know push-ups right if i work on push-ups in the ne- in a week or so i'll be able to do one or two more which then you get that feeling of like oh wow i actually accomplished that i did it yay me which kind of gives you that like motivation to keep on doing it again but like if it, if it's always about like how to get skinnier, how to get to that size two, how to get to that size. It's a, it's a, it's a mind fuck, hate to say that on your podcast. And it's psychologically so detrimental. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not a believer in that. And I, I believe with my, in my life, you know, when I really took fitness seriously, it like transformed and changed so many different elements of my life. Like to me, if people start taking fitness much as more seriously and really integrate it as a habit and a ritual, the after effects and, and the success of what you get on the other side are so much like are are so like grand. I mean, you learn discipline, you learn goal setting, you like learn key principles that really help you with your life and success in all other areas. I agree, and for me, I'll tell you, it, it it's it, it's actually moved beyond that because I was one of those. Weird kids, maybe. I've been lifting since I was 11 years old. I loved going to the gym from when I was little. I played soccer. I was an athlete. I was a skier. I was an equestrian. I did a lot of stuff. But for me, it's changed. So... What, what I'm, I, I'm more into like functional fitness now. So I want to get yeah. stronger. I did my first triathlon at 49 years old, know. you know? And so for me, it, How'd that's where the strike, I finished, I survived. I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't have to get dragged out of the ocean. That was a good thing. Right. That's good. That's but, a, but for a, me a too, it's not just about, I do, I do love being strong and I love like, I freaking love Michelle Obama's arms yeah. are just awesome to me. You know, I think they're, and Linda Hamilton, I mean, I'm totally. aging myself. Oh no, but, no that's like a, 
them that Terminator, right? That's so cool. But I also like to be like my have your heart be strong and to be able to like you know train for two and a half hours at a time. Or I mean, I did a half marathon off the couch a couple years ago. Like that, the 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 strength that you can't necessarily see too, I think is is equally important. But so I love that part of it. Let's let's switch topics a little bit and talk about nutrition. So how much of a role does that play in your life? And you've got kids now. We both do. We have kids around the same right. age. So what where, what's that look like for you? How does that fit into your it, brand? In what, you know this because you're a nutrition doctor, but you know, what you eat is 85 to 90%, I say, of like what it shows on your physical body, right? Like I can work out like a fiend, but if I'm not eating properly and the way I should, I will gain weight, right? But the, that's number one. So if I, it's a, depending on your question, depends on like what my what my goal is. If I'm trying to um, maintain a, a healthy my, my weight or like get leaner, um, what I eat's different. But I do think nutrition is 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 fundamental and like just if not is is equal to fitness and like exercise, right? Like you can't do one without the other. People think that they can you know, outwork out a bad diet, if that, yeah, right? But right. you cannot do that. No, absolutely not. And, and also the way it makes you feel, you know about this stuff. So for me, I'm very particular on like what I, I tend to eat, and I think I told you this before, the same foods over and over again, which is probably a really terrible thing to do. No, it's unusual for a woman because most women need more variety. But yeah, keep going you with know, that. Yeah, I just, you know, first of all, every morning I eat eggs. Right, every single morning for the last. Oh, thank God, Eglin's Best is our sponsor. Did you know that they're? You know what? I, much higher in a variety of micronutrients. No, no, this is actually one of my favorite things. No, no, I love, I love Eglin. I first of all, I think I told you that. Like, I'm a big fan of. I actually buy these these Eglin uh, eggs. I buy the brown ones actually. Um, I love eggs. I think eggs is a the greatest protein source. Absolutely. Great. High quality, Clean, affordable protein. You affordable don't need to get protein. a protein shake to, to spend all this I money. I that. mean, you can, but this is real food. So, oh yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not actually, to be honest, I'm not a protein shake person. In fact, many different protein companies have like pr- approached me to do do- different things and I can't stand by it because I actually don't drink them. I yeah. drink them like maybe once, like as in a blue moon. Right. But truthfully, like to me, I don't love drinking calories. I don't either. I, I, just, I was just talking about that on the last podcast. I, I, I yeah. really, and I don't, I also don't like, I mean, the cool thing about the eggs, not to, you know, harp on them too much, but is that they're actually much more nutritious than regular eggs. So, because... Our, our Which are this brand? Eglin's Best is. They have six times more vitamin D, 10 times more vitamin E, twice as many omega-3s and B12. So wait, wow. big, because it's what they feed their chickens. They feed their chickens better food. What are I they mean, they feeding them? They feed, <laughs> funny. <laughs> should I, no, I mean, they feed, they feed them gold. No, they feed them healthy grains. They feed them canola oil, alfalfa. They feed them sea kelp. So they're, they're naturally, which is the other thing. That is interesting. Isn't it cool? Because yeah. we live in a world too where a lot of companies Companies are like they add fiber to ice cream, you know, and and somehow that's healthier. No, this is naturally occurring based on what they're feeding the chicken. So I kind of love it, and it's funny because I I've worked with the brand in the past, and so my kids now know this script. They Eggman's bag of snacks is richer in a variety of micronutrients. My six year old says that all the time, so but funny. I also love that they're easy because I don't cook much. I think you cook more than I do. Yeah, so, more than you maybe. Like but. for me, I can do like a scramble, uh, you know, and and use Eggman's best and throw some. You know, I'm obsessed with herbs and spices. Right, a little bit of oregano in, and I'm done. So. 
I have another question about them, and I'm not just saying this because you know they're involved. With they're the sponsoring podcast. the podcast. Not, yes, I'm thank curi- you. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even. I'm curious. So if I'm eating another organic egg, how it? So is it really like they're? Are they? Are they serving, or they're? Are they feeding their chickens? something even more extraordinary are they than the than the organic eggs like how do they get the vitamin a and yes B and it, all it's all in what they feed the chickens i mean it really is and so well, organic I mean, or not doesn't, it doesn't matter i mean they also have organic eggs right no so, i know they have but both. but no what you feed it's just like honestly it's like grass-fed meat versus conventionally oh, raised right. exactly. it has a huge impact on the nutritional profile of of and and by the way i mean you know we're still in a time where immunity is on our minds so things like vitamin D and vitamin E and vitamin A, everything Absolutely. that's in here, B12. I mean, a lot of these things, like I, it, it, it really is. I mean, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm happy to have them support the podcast is because I really do think this is a superior product. And if you're just buying organic eggs, you may not be getting all the added nutrients. So I love that. Will um, you send me some eggs? I, I will say, <laughs> you can take these oh, afterwards. They're getting, that'll, no. be, that'll last they're, like two breakfasts they're, they're, right there. Well, that's good. That's yes, good. No, I great. do like frittatas too have you been over for brunch oh, when benji know. makes frittatas does he make frittatas of course too? he does my husband's a, yeah my husband's a great cook he's what a kind wonderful of, what cook. kind of frittata does he make oh well i have a lot of recipes in my new <gasps> book i'll give you but we do a lot we we change it up a little bit i love a mushroom thyme and gruyere okay i like That's that what, without the french speaking oh, like oh what is it with my guests and french pronunciation I, come on i can't help it i grew up in france oh, yeah, i did. lived well, in dijon I, for five I, years I'm from canada you think that i would you, know a little you'd bit. think I you know, would know a little bit but wait actually. wait let's talk about actually, like because one of the things i mean you are such an inspiration to me on on so many different levels but i mean you have a podcast with entrepreneur magazine called habits and hustle and and when i think of you Hustle <laughs> is what just I mean well, you I hear that are, all the time. You are it 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 I like it's exhausting sometimes. Like you're I feel like you're always on, but you and but it's it's in a it's in a genuine way. So how did that happen? How did you become this uh, guru of of habits? I know tell us about I, the, the I, TED talk and all this cool stuff. Well, you're like a person of many talents. Oh my gosh. You know, I just had a conversation with someone on the way here about the fact that like, it's funny how people compartmentalize people, right? Like just because I was, or me or you or anybody is good in one area, people pigeonhole you and think that because you're good in that, like God forbid that you're able to like use those micro skills and utilize them somewhere else. Right. But I think that's what I do. I think over the many, many years of practicing boldness, because that's really what my whole messaging is, you know, you acquire so many micro skills that are transverse, like you can trans, like you can transfer. Yeah, you can transfer them from one thing to another. So really my entire path, my whole entire career has been based on really honing very specific skills that I can use in multiple different areas. That's number one. And I think that the arch of that is, yeah, like I called the podcast Habits and Hustle because I do, I feel like I'm constantly like, I'm, I'm constantly like making an opportunity happen. I never sit back and wait for the door, you know, the the, the phone to ring. And how this, po- how my podcast e- even came to be a podcast was the podcast was actually sold as a TV show. I did a deal with NBC, and you know, and, and maybe they'll hear it, maybe they won't. Where <laughs> where they bought my idea, and it was called Game Changers, and oh. the and the idea was. Very similar to like cribs, where instead of going into people's homes and, you know, opening the fridge to 
different uh, types of reality stars or celebrities, I would be doing that to disruptors in the world and like entrepreneurs in the world, not just opening their fridge, but like what they're like unpacking how they became who they were, like productivity tips, like ways that they became who they are. And they bought the idea for me and we're in development and we're making this pilot and we could not agree on who should be doing the pilot. I wanted you know, Mark Cuban, and they wanted Kim Kardashian. And not to say Kim Kardashian isn't a major entrepreneur and she's fantastic, but it was, I was going for a different like feel, right? But that was happening a lot. And long story short, it was just going nowhere fast. Like, you know, five months turned into nine months, turned into a year, a year and a half. And I'm finally, I'm like, screw this. I'm not going to wait around for someone else to tell me what my destiny is going to be. So I turned that TV show opportunity into a podcast. I changed the name into what it is, and I just, like, started doing it. And, you know, I kept my head down, and I was very consistent, and it was really, and it is still to this day super important to me that it is really good content, really good guests, and I just kept on doing that, repeating it. You know, good content, good guests, repeat and, you know, it's like a little engine that could. And I get, like, really great people. And I think it's super interesting. I'm not just saying that. Um, no, I, I think it is, too. And what, But what was the TED Talk about? Was that part of the no, podcast? No, no, The TED Talk that... has nothing to do with this. Is a, oh. The TED Talk was a totally different animal. Um, TED reached out to me, and they wanted me to do a TED Talk. And so I did a TED Talk, and that TED Talk went viral. And that is a completely different project. But that's on being bold and a yeah, lot of the it's same. About, but it, it's, I took the same... Like, everything is the same. It's all the same philosophies and same concepts. It was like, don't wait around for the world to give you an opportunity. Create it yourself. You know, like, you know, don't give other people, you know, chase what you want. Don't take what you get. That's my entire message. So, you know, like, the whole thing is don't just, like, take something because it's fine, it's good enough, and it'll, it'll do. No. Like, actually, like, chase and go after whatever that thing is specifically that you want. How do you, I, I'm going to, I'm going to push back a little bit on you because I want to, I want to understand, I want to understand more because I think that most people are not as bold and confident as you. So is there a way that an average person. Were well, you one of my negative comments on. on no, I got, no, no, no. But <laughs> is there, you, I want to give people practical. That's the goal of my podcast is to give people. Okay, I'm going to give you some practical. You're a superstar. I want practical tips will, that anybody can be bolder, can build better habits, can ask, can value themselves. Because it comes back to value, yes. right? And self-worth and going out and asking for what you know you deserve or working to become the person that deserves what you okay. think you're deserved. Because I don't think. I, I nothing I, I, millennials are great but I think <laughs> some people are no can be a little entitled you got to work you got to work for what you think you deserve right so why exactly and at the end of the day you know what the truth of the matter is you can't sugarcoat things you know like some millennials are great some are not some old people are great some are not like everyone's different but at the end of the uh, end of the day there's certain through lines that I've learned over my life right and you know, I'm glad that you just said that whole thing. Well, well, yeah, well, you're this way. Like, you know, like some people like on on social media or on the TED stuff, like will ask me the same question and the react. And this is the truth. I didn't just wake up one day and be bold or wake up one day and be confident and wake up one day. Like, no, it's boldness is a skill like anything else that you have to learn. You have to, if you want to learn Spanish, if you want to learn tennis, if you want to do anything, what do you do? You got to like 
start doing it and you got to start small and you start like you practice and you practice and eventually you get better and better at it. So I tell people, if you want to be bolder, if you really want to go after whatever the hell you want to go after, what do you do? You practice on the little things. So I do a whole thing about like, I go to, you, you probably hate going to a restaurant with me and my husband sure does too. But I, I am very, I use that menu as a place where there's it's items. And I say to them, okay, I don't want this, extra that, put that on the side. And am I a huge pain in the ass? A hundred percent I am. Am I nice about it? Yes. So I use that as like a little micro way of kind of like asking and being assertive for what I want. I've been doing that for so long. So if you can't be bold with small things and ask for like your sauce on the side, how are you expected to like go into your boss's office and ask for a raise, right? That's a big thing. So you start by doing these little small things. In my opinion, I think you can get a lot of shit done. It's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? So if I'm saying it in a way that's like nice and like, you know, kind of like disarming and sweet, you know, you're more apt to help me. If I go in there and be like, I want this, fuck you. You know, like, no, I'm not going to get anywhere, right? But if We're I... Gonna have like, to bleep out half this episode, but... <laughs> okay. Or not, I mean, depends. Or not, whatever. Um, but, sorry, I should be careful no, no, how no, I talk. Okay. But, like, I would be much more... I'm just... I think it's more... You can really practice the skill of boldness by doing little acts throughout the day. Do little bold moves that get you that confidence. Now, how do you get confidence? I think confidence and boldness are very different. I would agree with that. Right? Mm-hmm. I think confidence is you get more confidence through action. People become confident by doing shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Doing things. <laughs> and so that way, that breeds more confidence. If you have more confidence by doing these little actions, that will give you that, you know, that will empower you to be more bold. So I think confidence and, and boldness, they, are, they dovetail but, you know, like, I think they are different. And another thing that you said that I thought was very, very interesting is that um, you don't have to be intelligent necessarily to be successful, but you do have to be bold. It doesn't yes. mean that bold people aren't intelligent, but intelli- so if people are thinking, oh, I, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not educated enough to really be successful, that's malarkey. I mean, oh, what? I was trying to use Are a PG-13 word. Yeah. <laughs> Why, who's listening to Granny, your podcast? I'm going to take us. Like my my uh, great-great-grandmother? Maybe. Uh, maybe she is. Where okay. is she? In Canada? Hey, are yeah. we are well, we in Canada? Now, oh, yeah. well, God. I mean, I understand. Rest her soul. Okay, so malarkey. I'll change, my, I'll change the way I speak. Malarkey. Yes, it is malarkey. I think that people who, you can't, you can be bold and you can, it doesn't mean that bold people can't be smart, like you said. But I will say this, I'll say that I believe that in my experience, and this is always like a topic of conversation, um, it's way, it's more important to have the boldness skill because the academics, yeah, you can, not to say you can't like, be successful in something, but I think at the end of the day, you know, to get what you want, you need to be out there, assertive, and like chasing it, you know? I just feel it's a, it's a, more, it's a very valuable and important trait to hone. I think it's, I think it a hundred percent. And I know a million smart people who are not successful, but they have a huge IQ and they're like sitting in their apartment and they're not doing anything. One thing I want to bring up too, though, is that I think there is unfortunately still a difference between 
how bold women and bold men are treated. Would you would you agree yeah, with that? No, because I, I agree. I mean, I that's agree. one of the struggles that because I've I've been a fairly bold. Not quite as bold as you, I would say. Although I try, I, I'm not as. I, I no shrinking violet. I modify the menu. I'm not saying I would turn yeah. it upside down like you yeah. do. But anyways, no. But uh, but, but I not, feel. You, yeah. But I feel violet. like it's still. I'm much more likely to be viewed as aggressive or you know maybe bitchy versus bold and assertive it, it, walking in. So I mean, I, I hear you where it's in the delivery thing and being. Sweet, but I'm also like I'm not a, like a super sweet person either. No, so it, it would sweet. not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so kind, I'm, and you have a great I, heart. And you you're know, very I'm very kind, kind. but I, sweet but is not. not sweet. No, nobody no. would ever. But but so I think that. But I see, and I, but I do. I think I think what you say, and it's you know, being bold is like a habit. And I was going to ask you about habits, but I think you've pretty much answered. You just have to try a little bit every day. And if it doesn't work, try again. And you know what? Not everybody has the same. So if you don't want to be a pain in the butt at a restaurant, don't have that be your example. Like do something else. I I mean, that's it. I talk a lot about that on the podcast is there is no one size fits all. Boldness could look different for different people. You know, a good example of being bold also is, you know, take your phone bill, right? Call the phone company or your cable company and talk about why your bill is that expensive, right? Negotiate with them like, hey, why am I being charged $200? Do you have any other plans that, you know, so-and-so my friend is paying $100 because of something else. I want to change my plan. That's being bold. You're taking action. You're being assertive. So I think you can do things like that that are very bold also. Now, to your point about men versus women, you're 100% right, right? Like, you will be called bitchy or, you know, aggressive and all sorts of things. I think that's kind of par for the course. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, you know, I do. I think yeah. it's par for the course. And I'm not saying that, you know, but what I, what I am going to say is, who cares? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, fine. If you think I'm, there are a lot of people who are going to like still more me and I think like I'm me. sensitive. I, I'm more, no, I'm not sensitive. I, yeah, you're, so I'm, may, I'm not sweet. You're, uh, you're not sensitive. So maybe practice the I, skill. I, I will practice not being so sensitive. Yes. So my, another thing that I'm big, big on is the whole idea of like resilience, right? Like if you're failing, whatever else, I think that if you're sensitive and you have to like maybe learn in a way to deflect Right. How other people are finding you and keep on forging ahead. I mean, I that's I do I that. That's a day. That's a, it's a almost a daily struggle actually. But I do. I'm constantly. I take a lot of things personally, and I constantly redirect and and re because I know that's a waste of my energy. Right. And and I'm constantly telling myself, you know, whatever it is. First of all, I try to examine the truth, the potential, because I believe there's truth in everything. So I always listen to any criticism and I try right. to to really evaluate how much of that is legit, how much isn't, what can I do about it, and then let it go and move on. So I, I really, I'm not I'm not quite that bad. But no, but no, I, I, I think I, that's a legitimate thing, right? Because I yeah. think a lot of people care too much right. for how other people perceive 100%, 100%. them. 100%. And then they act accordingly, yeah. right? Like. That's that's a, a really that's a real thing, right? right? Like so then like you are you're like now gonna be like dampening your yourself, your stuff because of other people's, you know, preconceived notions of you. Right. You know, like the the work really is in like letting that go because it's gonna how is that beneficial? I think it's like you self talk. That's a, you know, people should self talk. You'd be like, 
Who right. cares what this person thinks? Like, I don't care. Do I, do I know them? Do I care? What's the, you know, like, you it's you have to kind of work your way through that because it's not going to benefit you in any right. way. No, I think it's I think it's a really, really important skill set, and it's one that, I, I don't think we talk enough about. I mean, I, 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 you know, especially for women, you know, being bold and being strong. I mean, let's do it. We're going to do a push-up contest after this. Oh, but gosh. all right. So what are you up to these days? Where can people go to learn more about you? What's what a, your uh, What's your dream in life? What do we have? <laughs> what's my dream in life? My gosh. What am I up to? Um, I'm just finishing my book. It's going to be out at the end of 2022 um, on this whole topic of being bold. I'm doing my podcast all the time. Um I do a lot of brand strategy. I've got a whole new company called Suprema that I do and we're working on. Um, and we work on a brand together. Yes, BLK we do. Water. BLK Water. Right? We really love it and drink it. I'm drinking it right now. Yes, here we are. Actually, cheers yep, to that. Cheers. Cheers yep. to BLK. Yes, cheers to BLK. Um, and I'm doing a lot of speaking. I'm going to MIT on Thursday. I'm doing a big speaking engagement with them. I do a lot of college circuits right now, too. Um, so yeah, you can find me on in, uh, social media. You can follow me on the real Jen Cohen. On, I, I don't really do that much on Twitter. I'm going to start, but Instagram, wherever you can just send a pigeon, whatever you want. You'll TikTok, find me. TikTok, TikTok. Been, yeah. yeah. Are you TikTok. doing better than that? We'll have to yes. do a TikTok later. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been loads of fun. I think Thanks so much to learn. I feel me. like we could. Uh, we could talk a lot more about this just because I think, and I think maybe maybe we'll get you back when your book comes out and we can even give more actionable items because sure. I think the more specific and you know what, throw a bunch of stuff against the wall. That's what I believe in and something will stick with somebody out there. So Jennifer yes. Goen, thank you. We're going to have you over for salmon soon, <laughs> I promise. And special thanks to Eglin's Best, which I will send you home with the, for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to Practically Healthy with Dr. Molina. Tell your friends, subscribe, email questions, send a pigeon, whatever you want to <laughs> do. I want to hear from you. That's what this is about. Let's get practically healthy together. Thanks a lot.